You're catching up with Beck and Soda right now. But imagine laying poolside in the Hospital Research Foundation Home Lottery's $3.5 million Henley Beach Grand Prize. Ticks at homelottery.com.au. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Embracing equity. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Supporting International Women's Day. Happy International Women's Day, Soda. Only fitting that you kick things off. Rebecca Morse, good morning, everyone. Happy International Women's Day. Okay, Beck, what does that actually mean? Does I... it mean be nice to your mums and your no, wives and your girlfriends mean... and your sisters? Well, you should do that every day. Um, I also kick the show off every day. <laughs> Not just on International <laughs> Women's it's Day. It's like every day here is International Women's Day. Uh, no, it's more um, <laughs> to me than I just... I kick the show off every day. <laughs> Of course, it was in your contract. <laughs> no, it's, no, no, it's just a, a, a station that's very women focused. No, I was actually told I, when I joined, I, I said that, that uh, Beck's name's first. I went fine by me. I don't mind if it's called Beck and Soda or Soda and Beck. Couldn't, uh, couldn't care less. And uh, Beck talks first every morning. Because you know, on the news, um, did, did, are you on your own on Channel Ten all the time? Uh, it used to be George and I, and he used to speak first. Right. right. I've got a feeling on Channel Seven that they take it in turns each day. I think who that's does right. First. I uh, think that's did, right because I used to pay attention to that. Does stuff. that does that actually matter? Like if you were reading, yes, news, it does matter. It absolutely matters. Why would it care? Why would you because care which one it is? Symbolically, it's it's those little signs of if if you're watching from home and a little girl sees the man speaks first. No, no I'm not saying the man should speak first. I'm saying does it matter yeah, if it's it a man or the woman? Yeah, it does matter. It, it, Doesn't it, it just matter like whoever's going goes? No, no, because these this is it, these things are important. So International Women's Day for me means having three girls, three daughters. You have one daughter mm. who, at the moment, I believe the gender pay gap is something like thirteen mm-hmm. percent. Women have to take breaks from the workforce to have children. They find it harder to ask for a pay rise. And this is in twenty twenty three. I heard on the news this morning, um, some schoolgirls in Iran have been poisoned for trying to get an education. Well, we that's are ridiculous. just yeah. and I I know you can say, well that that's not in Australia, but internationally girls still struggle to get an education. Mm. Um I'm scared for my daughter when she goes into the city. Um, one woman is killed every week by her domestic partner. Um, we have so far to go. For International Women's Day, it's not for me about having cupcakes and saying I love my mum. It's about raging against the injustices that we still face every day. Cool. Right, Glad you we, asked. What can we do as men then? <laughs> yeah. Because I can't have a baby because your first point was that women have to have babies and leave work. Um, well, what do I do then? Well, I think you're already an excellent ally. You're raising a daughter. Mm. You're, oh, I forgot one. Your most important job is the sons that you're raising, is to teach your sons to be respectful to women, ask for consent when it gets to that stage. Raising sons is the most important job you have. Mm. I'll let him know. <laughs> SAFM's Beck and Soda. Happy International Women's Day. Um, before the men out there ask, yes, there is an International Men's Day. It is oh, November is the 19th. What is it? November 19th? No, November 19th. Put what will we be doing or... on that day? Is that a weekend or is that a weekday? Um, I think I just saw it's a Sunday. So, um, oh, is but it? On that Monday, we can put aside a break for you to talk about issues that are important to men and I understand that there aren't. Not a whole show, just a break. Uh it is a Sunday, yeah. It's Sunday yeah, the nineteenth. That's, that's a pity. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we won't be on air, so clearly we'll just skip over I that one. I know um, a lot of people would love for us not to have to mark International Women's Day, or for it to be a day of celebration, or um, you know, celebrating being a woman. But sadly, it's not for Beck, me. From a point of view, okay, as a woman, 
tell us as for all the men listening as well yeah. as women, tell us the importance from your point of view of International Women's Day. Yeah. Why is it such a powerful movement? Well, I have uh, three daughters and at the moment, if they were to enter the workforce, the gender pay gap, depending on which report you read, is about 13%. It's up to 20%. And we are going to hear from a financial advisor after seven who's going to explain uh, the flow on effects of that in terms of women's financial independence and give you some tips about how to get a pay rise. There's also a huge problem of gendered violence in this country. Uh, this year alone, six women were in the first week of March, six women have died violently at the hands of men that they were in a domestic relationship with. That figure is way too high. We have a problem in this country of violence against well, women. The figure of one is way too high. Absolutely. But six, it's, it's an average of one woman a week, historically, uh, is murdered uh, by by a man. Um, when my 19-year-old is in the city, I'm nervous about her working walking alone. I'm nervous when I walk alone in the city. Mm -hmm. I want to feel safe as a woman. I still feel that the majority of the mental load of parenting is borne by women. And some of that is a biological imperative in that we have to stay home and care for them. But I can tell you as a working mother, I am asked regularly who looks after the kids and how I balance the juggle of being a mum. I can tell you my husband, who is pretty much 50 50 carer is never or rarely asked that question. It's 2023 and the and the responsibility of parenting uh, is still largely expected to be that of the mother. We have a long way to go. And you asked me earlier what you can do, Soda. And yeah, what can I do, Beck, to help you? You are, well, not Would to you like help me to me. come over and look after your kids for you? No. Okay. Um, you <laughs> are raising um, a young girl and that role is an important one. And I know that you're doing a wonderful job uh, as a girl dad, but I think the most important job you have is raising two young men because I think they are the future and how they treat women is the most important role that you can do. So you can teach them to respect women. You can teach them to always ask for consent. Uh, well, I know you don't want to think of them in that stage. No one does. But well, no, I'm, I'm thinking forward and thinking, oh, well, those boys will be active at some point. That's Absolutely. fine. And so to I teach no them respect uh, and consent and equality um, is, is the most important role you can have on International Women's Day. This is SAFM's Beck and Soda. I have talked about the fact that we have a new addition to our family. About a month ago, we mm -hmm. welcomed Wolfie, the big Samoid, who uh, we rescued from the Animal Welfare League. You have yep. to mention that in all stories. Of course you do. It's well, important. Makes you feel good about yourself. <laughs> uh, he's a great looking dog, though. He looks big and fluffy and he, he looks like a big toy, but there's been a little turn in the um, last few weeks. Look, it hasn't been an easy transition. Um, he's about one, we think. Mm. Um, he, uh, in the first week, escaped at our front gate, yep. ran away. Luckily, a friend found him and brought him back. Um, last week, um, I made the mistake of trying to take some Fritz out of his mouth that he'd stolen from the fritz. Does he like sauce on his fritz? <laughs> or his Devon, as you would call it from interstate? And it wasn't Smiley Fritz. He jumped up, got it off the kitchen counter, and I tried to take it off him, and he didn't like that. Gave me a little nip, gave me a little snap. Well, I, I got my hand back just in time, okay. but he did have a little go at me. Yep. And I went, okay, I'm mm. off you. And <laughs> yeah, but you did take the dog's yeah, food. I know. Yeah. But I've been a bit guarded around him, and you know, dogs are pretty smart. I think they sense. Absolutely. And so he and I have been kind of eyeing each other off a little bit since then. Can I ask, what's he like with the three kids? 
great with the kids. And James? Also great with James because James has sort of established himself as the master. And I know you've got to do that early when you get a new dog. And he has found me somehow as the enemy. And my family said, no, you're being paranoid. He Mm. loves you. He loves Mm. all of us. It's all in your head. You're yeah. overthinking it. And so yeah. do I think you know me well enough already to know that I'm a good overthinker. You're a good overthinker, but you did also steal Wolfie's Fritz. That yeah. is fact. Yeah. Keep your hands off the Fritz. I have undeniable evidence that the dog hates me. What's he done? So he made his way up the stairs. We have um like floating stairs, you know, the stairs yep. that have gaps underneath. Mm-hmm. And our previous dog couldn't navigate them. He was scared mm. of them because it's mm. not easy for a dog. Anyway. They don't appear solid to a dog. No. Wolfie worked it out, went into our bedroom, yep. lifted his leg, cocked his leg yes. on the bed. Your side? On my side! <laughs> Smart dog. He's sniffed around. Yep. He's gone, that's the scent of the one I don't like. Yep. And he's pissed on it. Oh, bang. Yes. He's lifted his, he's toilet trained. He's not had one accident inside. No. And he's gone upstairs, followed yep. my little trail and he's gone, screw you. Yeah. You tried to take my fritz. Yep. You can take this. What a smart dog. Yeah, brilliant. Not you should smart. be celebrating his intelligence. Not smart. What a wonderful dog. Not smart. I tell you what, you better not steal any more food or it might be a number two next time. <laughs> Coming up with SAFM's Beck and Soda. Yeah, celebrating International Women's yeah, Day. We've got some great, strong women on the show, including yes. a female soda stream coming up. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm very, very, very nervous about that. Beck and girl soda. So yes. direct. <laughs> but coming up next, uh, Wiggles fans, listen up. We've got Emma Memma. Emma Watkins joining us. The Yellow Wiggle. The, yellow, uh, um, the artist formerly known as the Yellow Wiggle. Yes. Um, just on that, can we get Wolfie in by the end of the show? Because he's clearly celebrated International <laughs> Women's Day magnificently to you. You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. According to the latest figures from the Australian Bureau of Statistics, the gender pay gap in Australia is about 14%. It can be hard to wrap your head around that. And I think part of the reason, uh, and uh, financial expert Effie Zahos will probably agree with me, is that, Effie, women are not as good as men as asking for a pay rise. Would you agree? Uh, I would, actually. Um, And even looking at my own behaviour throughout my career, I'd have to agree with that. I think women would be harder on themselves in the sense of, am I deserving? What is my self-worth? And um, actually going in and batting for themselves. You're looking at a difference of around $253 that women are earning less than men each week. That's a big number. If you can I ask, just in terms of pay gap, and as a male, I'm worried that if I say something, I don't want to offend anyone because Beck's staring at me right now, and we're just having this discussion. I'm raging air. today, Effie. Um, and, and Effie, this is, and from a male point of view, I, I mean, maybe my my viewpoint is skewed a little bit, so please don't shoot me down. But should people be paid on merit rather than whether they're male or female? So if Beck has been here a lot longer working than me, and she's established a great record and career, um, mm. I wouldn't expect to come here saying we should be getting paid the same amount even if we are doing the same job per se? Look, at the end of the day, it should all be coming down to what is the output and contribution that you're putting. Mm. Someone could have more experience 
in that area um, and maybe be paid more because of that experience. Yep. But it also does come down to what is the job, what's the description, what is the output? And if they're both the same, then really it shouldn't come down to whatever gender you are, mm-hmm. but basically what the output is coming out. So if, if women are listening now and they are feeling a bit pissed off about these figures and going, right, I'm going to march into the boss today, what advice can you give women to get a better deal in the workplace and really sell themselves? Probably that that one of the first questions you need to ask, of course, after you do your research. So the first thing is doing your research and understanding, okay, what industry am I at? What is the average pay here? And look, there are some great tools online that you can go to, Seek, Hayes, Robert Half, depending on, you know, are you a blue-collar worker, a white-collar worker? They've got actual calculators or tools that you can put in the job and it will give you the average wage paid there. That doesn't necessarily mean that average wage is what, you know, your organisation is paying. So I think it's important to go to your HR or people and culture, whatever it's called, and ask them, what is the policy here around wages? Is there a gap here? Is there a difference? Am I on par? This is what I've found. Mm. But you've got to go in prepared. You simply can't just say, hey, I want a pay rise. That's just not going to work. You actually have to put a case forward. If you, I think that was a really loaded question from Beck because our national boss, Dave Cameron, is in (laughs) Adelaide today for meetings at 9.30, and that is the truth. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Effie, thank you. I've I've scribbled furiously on my notepad. Thank you. Uh, You didn't use this segment just to get a pay rise. (laughs) You betcha. Okay, we are going to close that gender pay gap. By the time my girls are in the workplace, I want that down. Thank you so much for your advice, Effie Zahos. You can see her on Channel 9's today, and she also wrote A Real Girl's Guide to Money. Lovely to chat to you, Effie. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Embracing equity. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Supporting International Women's Day. It's International Women's Day and our next guest is a woman who was an absolute trailblazer in a very male-dominated group. You would know them, Soda, as the Wiggles. Oh, well, she wasn't just a trailblazer. She is a trailblazer. Her name is Emma Watkins and we know her now as Emma Memma. Good morning, Em. Hello. Good morning. Happy International Women's Day. Happy International Women's Day. What a, what a joy. <laughs> what um, does this day mean to you, Emma? Look, I guess I mostly reflect on women around the world that have inspired my life and also in some of the work that we're doing, particularly with Emma Memma and with sign language. And so it is a lovely day to reflect on people that are trailblazing themselves. Hey, Emma, when you are breaking that glass ceiling, you become the first female to join the Wiggles. And because it's a, you know, a kids group, we think oh, everything's smooth, everyone's happy and that all the time. Was it pretty comfortable to be welcomed in and move through that or were there a few little hurdles you had to sort of negotiate? Oh look I really am so appreciative of the time that I had with the Wiggles and you know it kind of feels interesting now when you look back and think being a female Wiggle was so taboo at the Mm. time whereas you know now that wouldn't even be questioned and that's a great thing Um, you know i yeah, I wish it was not as crazy as it was back then, you know, with people not quite understanding that mm. you could also be female and also be a wiggle. But I'm really happy to see that people are embracing, you know, people in all different facets of entertainment now. Given it was an all-male group for so long, were there any changes or adjustments? I mean, did they used to sort of strip off in the tour bus and get t- changed? Did they have to change things up <laughs> to accommodate a woman? Uh, mostly it was just uh, remembering that it took me a little bit longer to get 
get ready. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, having hair, makeup, costumes was not something that the group was used to that often. <laughs> um, so, you know, over the, the period that I was there, about 12 years, you know, lots of uh, dancing tutus were brought into the fold and hmm. actually they embraced it, which was great. And do you know how it came about? Why did they decide that they needed you in the group? Look, I, I think, you know, the Wiggles have spoken quite publicly about wanting to have female members mm. way early on. It's just mm. that it just didn't happen for them at the time or they were still looking for somebody. And, you know, myself and Simon and Lockie were already there as part of the cast. So yeah, at the time, it kind of, we, we must have just been there at the right moment. So I'm very grateful to have had the opportunity because, yes, I didn't audition to be a Wiggle, really. Yeah. Oh, and so good for all those little girls in the uh, in the audience because as we, as we say, uh, if you can't see it, you can't be it so thank you for being a role model for so many little girls in performing arts thank you thank you so much all right and speaking of little girls and boys we've got some of your big fans who are standing by with some questions for you that might be more probing and more difficult than the ones we've just asked you would you mind sticking around (laughs) absolutely we've got emma watkins aka emma memma she has a new book it's called hello emma memma and she's also coming to uh norwood concert hall on march 24 with her early to it. Emma, thanks for joining us this morning on this International Women's Day. Thank you so much. We have some pretty curly questions for you if you can listen up. Okay. Hi, Emma, Emma. It's Ella. How did you learn sign language? (laughs) Hi, Ella. Thanks for the question. I learned sign language through my friend who had two deaf brothers at school. So I started learning when I was about eight years old. Hi, Emma. My name is Harper. What's your favourite song? (laughs) Hi, Harper. My favourite song is Twirly Tuesday and every Tuesday that song happens to play and then I know what day of the week it is. (laughs) Hi, Emma Mimma. My name is Jason. My favourite colour is blue. What's yours? Oh, nice one, David. (laughs) My favourite colour is orange because it's very bright and it's the shape of lots of construction things like tractors and safety cones. (laughs) I like that. That's very good. Just by the way, too, uh, Jace wasn't stereotyping by being a boy picking blue, Em, just so you know. That's okay. That's okay. (laughs) We love blue. distinction. Mm. He just likes blue regardless. He could also like pink if he wanted. Absolutely. Uh, I've got another question. I am a member. What is your favourite way of doing your hair? Okay, love you. Bye from Olivia. Love <laughs> <laughs> That is the cutest. <laughs> Olivia, my favourite way of doing my hair is leaving it as is. Very, very curly. My hair is almost like Goldilocks, but bright red. Hi, I'm Anthony. Why do you love butterflies? I like butterflies because they can fly anywhere and they're lots of beautiful, bright colours. There we go. So beautiful. Emma, thank you. We look forward to seeing you here in Adelaide on March 24 and we appreciate you being our special guest on International Women's Day. Thank you so much. This is SAFM's Beck and Soda. They say that good things happen in threes. Well, what about this? What about if you get married on Sunday Mm -hmm. to your wonderful fiancé, Jeremy, then on Monday... You get a, a gong for the most inspirational woman at the Advertiser Sunday Mail Woman of the Year Awards. And then on Tuesday, well, you just happen to be our correspondent at Ed Sheeran and you happen to meet Ed. But not only do you meet Ed, you whip the T-shirt off his back and you sniff it and hold it and you call us right now. Kelly Finlayson joins us. Morning, Kel. Good morning, guys. 
So we are going to take a little bit of credit for this, Kel, because our wedding present Absolutely. to you were tickets to see Ed, but we had nothing to do with hooking you up with a meet and greet, you lucky thing. No, I'm so stoked, so stoked. They got to give him a little cuddle beforehand, only to watch him change into my favourite always was, always will be shirt. And his original shirt ran up to me in the suite that he gave us. Wow. So he gave you a suite as well? Yeah, he gave us. He sat me in the artist suite, so it was like all free drink and food and whatnot, which was so much fun. Okay, tell us, Kelly, what was he like? He's a big teddy bear. Yeah, softest man I've ever met. Wow. So for those who haven't been following, uh, Kelly, now Finlayson, uh, is undergoing chemo uh, and you had to take your little chemo pack I with did. you. I had my little chemo buddy with me. He was quite quite concerned that he, I was going to like have a little bit of a medical episode, but I was all good. Oh, I'm glad it worked so well. Now, Kelly, you have got Ed's T-shirt, the one that is on the front page of the paper mm, with him, uh, the black one with Adelaide on it. He gave it to you. Now, has it still got the smell of Ed on it? <laughs> yeah, he had his manager run it up to me right at the end of the oh. show. Insisting that I must have it, and it had his like goldy, orange strands of hair all over, and it smells oh like God. a cologne, and it's just stunning. Is it sweaty? <laughs> um, yeah, the front of it's a little bit sweaty, but that's okay. Hang on, Kel, <laughs> makes it even more exciting. You're a little like a story. So you've got his hair. You've got you've got Ed's DNA. We can replicate I've got his him. DNA. I could literally oh, yeah. replicate him and make myself a new husband. Oh, that's <laughs> fantastic. We could do like Dolly the Sheep. Remember years ago how they made another Dolly? We could yes. make another Ed, yes. Kel. I mean, we can if we want. I don't think you need a new husband. You've only had your current husband for about three days. <laughs> no, no, okay. Maybe maybe just someone just serenade me every night. Um, Kel, for the, what, 60-odd thousand at the concert, uh, what was it like? Uh, it was phenomenal. He was just a crowd pleaser in, in every way. He was really good. Oh, oh, Sophia's oh. not happy. Sophia <laughs> <laughs> wants to play with my chemo bag. Um, Kel, well, uh, we're, we're jealous, but there's no one more deserving, so I'm glad you got that experience. Thank you very much. Hey, Kel, while you're just about to get Sophia, um, what's happening today? Because we need to work out why you'll be on the front page of the paper tomorrow. <laughs> um, today, not a lot with, with my regards, but we've got Sophia going to her daddy's media day, so I guess Oh, oh no! So you know go. what's going to happen today, <laughs> right? This is it. So the Port Adelaide team photo will yes, be taken tonight. Yeah, their media yeah. day, um, and it'll just be Sophia probably on the, on the front cover. <laughs> Sophia will be on Seven News tonight. Well, She'll probably on the front page today, of the paper. So I might, I might yeah. come up with something. There you <laughs> go. Well done. Well done, Kel. Thanks for chatting Thank to you. us. You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. Embracing Equity, SAFM's Beck and Soda, supporting International Women's Day. It is International Women's Day. We are embracing equity and we have a special guest in the studio. We have another soda. Yeah, this is a very weird scenario. I don't know how and why you have done this, but you have drafted in another soda from my sister, Rachel, who is, well, what are you, six years younger? Yes, that's right. Hey, good morning, Mark. How are you? How yeah, are you all going hey. very well. Um, now, what on earth is Rachel doing here? Can you tell me well, that now? Can I j- just say the, the resemblance is uncanny? Really? Um, except your teeth, I think, are your own, Rachel. <laughs> what do you mean? Correct. Um, it's funny because what they've done here is we've got all our imaging, as you call it, like our pictures of us in the studio, and it says Beck and Soda, but now it's um, Beck and Rachel Soda, not me. I've been uh, essentially booted off what looks like, um, what, you know, our, our signs. Well, 
We've only been working together for just over a month, so I'm still getting to know you and what mm. makes you tick and your family background. So I yes. thought it would be nice to get Rachel in and International Women's Day was an important day to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, dish the dirt, Rach. What was he like growing up? Did he bully you? Did he like... Oh, hang on. I'm not comfortable with the term he, bully. Did he fart under the doona? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that last one, yes. <laughs> Very much so. And... Um, Maybe tried to sit on me a few times as well, Mark. Listen, as an older brother, and everyone will know this as younger siblings, you think of what you had to do to your younger siblings as an initiation to bring them into the world, and quite often the uh, direct Dutch oven was something that was part of the repertoire. I mean, let's be honest here. (laughs) And you actually played a really nasty trick on Rachel. Well, look, the resemblance is pretty uncanny, isn't it, do you reckon? Yes, everybody Do you reckon says we, it. It's sort yeah. of, yeah, I look like Rachel with short hair. She looks like me with a wig. I don't know. Do you, you think so? <laughs> yes. I can see it more as we get older. Yeah. Can, you, can you see it? Definitely yeah. I can see it. Right. Well, what I did tell Rachel when we were younger, because she was five, six years younger, I did say, look, you, you understand that we did adopt you um, and we're welcoming oh, you into the Soderstrom family. And no. how long did that last? I don't know. It felt like a long time. <laughs> I was pretty upset about that. <laughs> But then, do you know what? I went along with it for a li- little bit longer, just so, you know, because I enjoyed you teasing me a bit. That is crazy, isn't it? I reckon <laughs> it took years before it actually came and dawned on you that we, we were actually, well, I think we're legitimately related. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, Rachel's brought in with her. It's a Bible. It is a big book. And on the cover, it says, woman's world. Now your mother gifted that to you, not as a joke, but kind of as, as a way to guide your life as a woman. Very recently when mum was cleaning out her house, she brings me this book and says it's full of a wealth of information and wanted me to learn from it. Do you know, I've, uh, Rachel told us about this book yesterday, yeah. Beck. I've never seen it. I've never known it's existed. It's essentially a hardcover book called Woman's World. It's massive. There'd be like 400 pages it's in it. Huge. 600 pages and it's your encyclopedia mm. for how to be a woman in the modern world. But oh, yeah. when was the modern world when this was published? 1960s. <laughs> when you think about it, it's it's not that long ago. It's, it's when our mothers grew up. It's not yeah. ancient history by any stretch. We're going to read some excerpts and I hope that the kids, the little girls in the car might recognise how far we've come from this yeah. world. I reckon from what we looked at in this book, and you're going to go through and pick out some of the things, this is essentially how women were told to behave mm. and act going forward. Yeah. It's going to make you, both of you, your blood is going to boil. And for anyone listening Mm. out there, particularly women on National Women's Day, I reckon you are going to be ropeable with the instructions that this book gave you to be a woman in the modern world. Um, I think to fully unpack this, we need a bit of space. Can, what do you mean? Can can you leave? <laughs> what, are you, what, what are you talking about? I, I mean, men are important allies, and 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 it's good to be have you part of the um, mm. debate this morning. But I just want to spend a bit of one on one time with Rachel. What do you want, want me to go? Get a coffee. You go in the kitchen. Go to the kitchen. Make us some oh, breakfast. Do you know it's what? Time it's, for me to go in the it, kitchen. It's still the Beck and Soda show, so it still soda. works. We just okay. don't need you for this bit. Okay, go cook well, us up some eggs, that, please. If, that, if that's the way you feel. Um, okay. All right, Are you so comfortable with that, Rachel? I sure am. We're in soda. <laughs> next is Beck and Soda. Well, buggy you all. <laughs> I'm going. All right. Okay. See you, mate. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Yes, Beck and Soda, but it's Beck and Rachel Soderstrom uh, this morning. Good morning. <laughs> hello, hello, Beck and everyone. We have booted your brother, Mark, out of the studio because we're going to have a chat about something you've brought in. It is a huge book. Like, I'm just going to dump it on the... 
Oh, it's wow. Like, it's like an encyclopedia for International Women's Day. We thought we needed to unpack this. We need some of the younger girls listening to understand how far we've come. Obviously, we know we've got a way to go, but this makes me realise how far we've come. So your mother gave this to you. Yes, she did. When she was in her early 20s, she saved up for this book for months. She put it on lay-by. She considered it as a woman's Bible. And it has everything in there from telling you how to find a man, what clothes to wear, how to diet, um, how to cook for your man, how to attend to him. So many things. It just blew my mind when I first saw it. Mending. There's tips on how to sew buttons and these women's skills that you just can't imagine these days. Okay, let's start with the section on career. Yes. Was a woman allowed to have a career? Okay, here's a quote direct from the book. The ultimate goal of most girls is usually marriage rather than continued career in the business world. But (laughs) if your daughter is undergoing a course of study at a university, there is more likelihood of her meeting the right type of boy (laughs) for a future husband. (laughs) Okay. So for a start, we don't want a career, we want a man. But if we're looking for a man, we can start at a uni and then when we meet him, We can just drop out. The right kind of man, yes. The right kind of man. Oh, my God. Blood is boiling. Okay, what else you got in there? How to be a good wife. Once you've snagged your man, once you've found him at uni, how do we keep him? Mm -hmm. Well, his needs, there's a whole section under his needs. Okay. But it does say every married woman might as well accept the fact that to make a marriage work, she must Put her husband first. Oh. <laughs> what? Right. I hope my husband's not looking, listening to this because uh, I'm first. <laughs> it was these kind of things that when I was reading them with my 18-year-old daughter that mm. we really got an understanding of where women have come from. Yeah. If this was the norm back when my mum was around. Yeah. And and here we are today on International Women's Day looking for equity and equality. And that was only, what, one, one generation ago. Yes, exactly. That's what I was thinking about too, that this is where we've had to come but from. But your mum didn't give this to you as, a, oh my gosh, how funny is this as a historical document? She thought you might actually learn from it. Yes. And I even called her up about it yesterday and she kept telling me about the good tips that are in there. And she still uses it to get all her recipes from. Oh my gosh. Okay. Now there's actually some pretty scary stuff in there in, in the sort of body image, beauty dieting space. Yes. And this is an area I work in. So I'm always really interested to see how society has changed and how it's influenced us with yeah. our body image. So I looked up beauty and appearance and this book says, as far as appearance goes, it behoves us all to make the most of what we have. <laughs> And it goes on to tell us how to dress if depending on our figure type, our face shape of our hair and exercising. But it then goes on to say, perhaps there's a party coming up and you can't quite squeeze into that glorious gown. A crash diet might help on this occasion. (laughs) And that's what, you know, that's the kind of messaging we don't want out in the world. Do you know what though? That's in that book. But do you remember growing up in your dolly and your girlfriend magazines, even even when we were growing up, there was advice on dieting and getting, you know, swimwear ready, that kind of stuff, summer ready. Absolutely. I was thinking about how they were our Bibles. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So we haven't come as far um, as we think. And uh, so so when you when you read that, how, how do you feel? It, I feel so upset and frustrated that this is what women were being told is the normal and how to be women. Mm. And... It also makes me really grateful for how far we have come. Absolutely. Um, Now, the stuff around diet and perhaps your mum's perspective probably did influence you in your life. And 
Do you feel comfortable sharing some of that with us if you stick around? I know it's a bit personal. No, sure. Yes, sure. Absolutely. Thank you, Rach. Oh, you're my favourite soda. (laughs) (laughs) This is SAFM's Beck and Soda. Embracing equity. SAFM's Beck and Soda. Supporting International Women's Day. And a trigger warning, we are about to talk about eating disorders. If you need help, the Butterfly Foundation is on one 800 33-4673-butterfly.org.au. We've booted Mark Soderstrom out and in his place, Rachel Soderstrom, his sister. You actually work for the Butterfly Foundation. Yes, I do. I've been working as a presenter for about four years. I go out into schools and talk to students and other people in the community about body image, which is a protective factor against eating disorders. And that's because you have an experience living with an eating disorder yourself, right? Yes. So I did um, experience an eating disorder as a teenager and um, ha- that went on for quite a few years. Back in the early 90s, we didn't talk about it much. Um, it was, I could keep it as a big secret, which stopped me from getting help uh, when I should have, I think. But um, And it had a massive effect on all areas of my life. Um, felt very alone during that time and... I did eventually um, have full recovery from that in my early 20s. So it's been a long time. Yeah, now. that is a long journey. And if you don't mind me asking, how how serious was it? Like how? Yeah, so um, I guess I, I, can, I can measure it from the impact that it had on my health, mm-hmm. which I've still got few little repercussions from yeah. if I think about that. Um, and then mentally, emotionally, socially, school, I dropped out of school, uni at one point, kept going back and forth. Um and I guess I was obsessed with the way I looked yeah. and then the food um, and my exercise, everything I did around what my body looked. That was um, mm-hmm. the big issue and it just got in the way of all areas of my life. Yeah. And that would have been pre-social media. So how do you feel now about the about girls and what they're subjected to in terms of image every day? Yes, this is a huge thing. Like back then, and we were talking earlier about the women's Bibles yeah. being for us growing up with Cleo and Cosmo and all those yeah. magazines, but with women's bodies all over them. And I That's, know I used to look at them yep. um, and think I needed to look like that, the yeah. appearance ideals of the time. But yes, with social media now, do you know our teenagers see about 3,000 images a day of these appearance wow. ideals? the way society kind of tells us we should look Mm -hmm. to be beautiful and accepted. But when our grandparents were around, they used to see only about 3,000 images in their lifetime. So true. Yeah. So obviously I've got three daughters. I know that I've made some mistakes in what I've said to them and what I've said about my own body. For parents in the car right now, what can we do to protect our girls and boys? Because I know that boys can sometimes suffer from this as well, from going through what you went through. Absolutely. I do mm. want to, I'm glad you pointed that mm. out, that eating disorders and body image issues can affect all genders. Mm. Um, and I also want to say that you, even though you've you said you've made mistakes, <laughs> as parents, we're always trying to get it right and we're yeah. always learning. Thank and. You. I think something that we can do, it is important, the language that we use around our bodies and other people's bodies and the language that we use in front of our kids. Mm -hmm. So making sure that they're not overhearing us saying negative things about our own bodies. Absolutely. And can we um, can we restrict what what the, I mean? We, it's just so unrealistic to think that we can stop them from seeing these images. So how do we say to them that's not normal to look like a model? Absolutely. So yeah, comparing ourselves to other people's appearances, a really normal human thing to Mm. do. And now on social media, seeing all those images, I think educating them about social Mm. media a little bit is helpful. So understanding 
and reminding them that so many of those images have been either photoshopped or the filter. Like, yeah, absolutely. The fact that we can just press one button and have a filter and change our yep. appearance now, I think is so scary because it's not just famous people. It's also our yep. peers and our friends. Well, Rachel Soderstrom, mm. thank you. Um, the most intelligent contribution to Soderstrom has <laughs> made this morning on Intelligence. Uh, <laughs> a reminder to the Butterfly Foundation, one 800 You can also chat online or email butterfly.org.au. Um, I think we can bring Soda back in Can we get him now, back in next? Let's take a break um, and get him back in. Yeah. yeah, let's get him back in. But thank you for, um, for bearing your soul. I really appreciate it. That's all right. Thank you. You're listening to SAFM's Beck and Soda. In life, there are unanswerable questions. These are not those. But damn it, they're close. My head hurts. So it must be time for The Riddle Man. 131060, if you'd like to take this riddle on, Beck, get your pen and paper ready. This is, amazingly, a year two maths question, right? The kids at seven or eight or whatever year two is are expected to know, which I find quite remarkable. Anyway. Well, it's been a long time since I've been in year two, so that will be my defence that I can't Mm -hmm. get it. You've got to start in the right foot. Start forward, not back. Beck, you've got this covered. You should think, I passed year two. This is easy. Right. There are a bunch of people on a train. 19 get off at the first stop. Oh, I'm out already. (laughs) What about the defeatist attitude? I'm out already. Have you ever been on a train? Oh, yes. Okay, well, that's good. That's a positive. Let's start looking at the bright side of life. footy on the Grange line. Let's find the silver lining. There are a bunch of people on the train, including Beck, and she's on the way to the football. (laughs) 19 people get off at the first stop, and then 17 people get on. And there are now 63 people on the train. Oh, God. (laughs) How many were on the train to start with? That's like like algebra, and I don't have time to do it. I'll give you a hint, mate. It ain't algebra. Right, so you've got a bunch of people on a train. 19 get off at the first stop. 17 get on. Now there are 63 people on the train, Beck. How many were on there to begin with? Yeah, I don't have time for that. I'm too busy. I'm too busy raging against male. What? Heck, what's this got to do with men? I didn't. Uh, the train is being driven by a woman Great. on International Women's That's Day. Important. Okay, Tom from Evanston Gardens. Good morning, Tommy. Good morning. How are you? Right. How many people were on the train to begin with? If there's 63 now. 46. 36. No, mate. 46. Think, sorry. 46. Ooh. Yeah. No, but thank you for playing. No. Okay. Isabel at Mitchell Park, right? Isabel, we are on a train being driven by a woman whose name is Beck, and she's very and competent. I'm an excellent train driver. <laughs> Absolutely. 19 got off at the first and stop. And I get paid the same as the male train driver. That's on the even track better. Next door. In fact, you've been working longer. You should get more than the male because you've got two years more experience. Yeah, but that's because I had children and left the workforce. <laughs> no, you've got more experience. There is. <laughs> Isabel, this is going downhill very fast, isn't it, really? Beck's really angry with me, and I don't know why. Um, right, here we go. 19 get off at the first stop, 17 get on, and there are 63 on the train. How many were there to begin with? Yeah, 65. Bingo. You're a winner. Isabel. Well done, Isabel. Isabel, that was very simple. Can you please, woman, explain it to Beck? Oh, God. I just used used quick maths. I don't know. Maybe my calculator. Well, you did because you had 19 get on, get off, and 17 get on, right? So you got two less Mm. than what you started with. And the oh, answer yeah, was 63, so just add two to there it. There you go. Yeah. Because oh, you had yeah. 19 get off, yeah. 17 get on. 
Very yep. simple. Thank you to everyone who lined up. We had a whole bunch of callers waiting well there. Done, Isabel, Isabel from Mitchell Park. Yeah, Isabel, you are off to the Adelaide Cup, the Tab Adelaide Woo! Cup Day, and off to a show at the Adelaide Fringe, the Garden of Unearthly Delights. Congratulations. Okay, with that Thank brain, you. hopefully Isabel goes into a career in STEM where women are underrepresented. Or she may choose to have some children. She may choose to do anything. She may choose to be a volunteer. She could do anything in her life. Isabel, you go, girl. International Women's Day, we're behind you. SAFM's Beck and Soda. A new way to wake up. Get SAFM's Beck and Soda anywhere, anytime on the free listener app. SAFM.